2: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to
3: you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. let begin this hour's E! News with the Emmys.
1: The Emmys. The nominations were announced yesterday. HBO's Succession led the pack with 25. Uh, Apple's Ted Lasso and HBO's White Lotus are tied for second with 20 each. Neither one of you have seen The White Lotus yet, have you? No, I know,
4: no. What is it about?
1: I think it's about all of these random people from all different walks of life that all go on vacation at this resort.
4: White
0: Lotus. And then
1: what happens at the resort. Yeah. Hmm. It's, they're all, each one of them, of course, it's kind of a little bit wacky. Each one yeah. of them has their own situation going on there, but, uh. Yeah, some of your, you you really get a kick out of it, I think. It's a little dark times, mm. but very funny. Okay. So, Squid Game picked up 14 nominations, including Best Drama Series. Several cast members got acting nods, too. Chadwick Boseman got a posthumous nod for Marvel's What If. So did Jessica Walter for Archer and Norm MacDonald for Nothing Special. Stranger Things nominated for Best Drama Series, but no actors were recognized. How can you have best drama series and none of the actors? Oh hit my God. Something,
3: you know? Well, yeah. Doesn't that feel like a major injustice? Especially uh, that one actress there that plays uh, Sadie Sink. Right. Plays Max. Max, yes.
1: So, Selena Gomez also got. I know he's acting like he knows exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> it's my favorite it's thing to do, on this I know. I fake it. So, Selena Gomez got left out, even though Only Murders in the Building is up for Best Comedy Series, and both Steve Martin and Martin Short were nominated. Yeah. Other snubs, Yellowstone came away with nothing. And in their final seasons, Blackish and This Is Us were locked out of everything but the technical categories.
3: This Is Us got so many over the years, though.
1: Haven't they had enough? Isn't it somebody else's turn?
3: I do think that goes into the thinking, though. Like, there's only so many awards you can give out. And damn, these are all so good. Yeah. All right. I'll take care of you next year, as long as you keep up the good work. Yep. Other people other
1: pe- people are also noticing absent uh, Bridgerton, eighteen eighty three, Moon Knight, Pachinko. I'm surprised at Bridgerton. Gaslit. I don't know. There's some good acting there. Mm. There's some good some good writing. I mean it's Shonda. It's Shonda for the love of Pete. Right. Dave Chappelle's controversial Netflix special, The Closer, got two nominations. One for Best Variety Special and one for the Director. Okay. So, the Emmy's September 19th NBC and Peacock.
3: Well, Chris Hemsworth doesn't just play a hero on the screen. Mm-hmm. You could argue he is one in real life. Yeah, Natalie Portman was saying that Chris refrained from eating meat before one of the kissing scenes in Thor Love and Thunder because she's vegan. How nice is that? And she didn't even ask him to. He just did it to be a nice guy. What a nice guy. And that's like a huge sacrifice for
1: him because being all big and beefy like that. I'm guessing he's eating meat probably every
3: 45 minutes. Yeah, he kind of strikes me as a carnivore. (laughs) Uh, But Natalie said, yeah, he's really nice. She said, the day we had a kissing scene, he didn't eat meat that morning because I'm vegan and he eats meat like every half hour. (laughs) So that was really thoughtful of him and he's just a very nice person.
1: That's so nice to hear.
3: Yeah, Thor co-star Tessa Thompson was in the interview with Natalie when she said that and she added... I didn't even know he could go without eating meat. <laughs> He's just like eating bison in the morning. <laughs> so that was really sweet of him.
1: You guys ever had bison? Yeah,
3: it's good. Yeah, yeah. at some point, yeah, it's different. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got to take a break here, but more to come, including Cardi B and Offset, and that uh, really interesting birthday present they gave their four-year-old. We'll talk about that, plus the rest of the day's news. The Emmy nominations
5: came up. Now, I've never understood why they announced the nominations so damn early. Who are they? The cops? It's like, ah, 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 open up! We're here to praise you for your outstanding work in a comedy ensemble. The most nominated show this year is Succession, or... Or as I like to call it, Whitish.
3: Yeah, that's...
0: Pretty sure that's J Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends.
3: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's uh, Anthony Anderson from the show Blackish, who was in for Jimmy Kimmel last night, uh, which is the only late night show that wasn't a repeat. Uh, but there he was talking about the Emmy nominations, which we were just talking about a little bit ago. And we mentioned how Blackish, which is in its last season, didn't get any nominations except in the technical categories, I think.
1: Yeah, that and This Is Us.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Same story. Right. Yep. But they, again, I think both over the years have gotten quite a few awards. They've done pretty well. Pretty well in the past. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right. So Cardi B and Offset, their daughter culture, just turned four already Um, this many yep so they did what every parent of a four-year-old does they give them cash cool so how much cash do you give a four-year-old on their fourth birthday oh man 40 grand a couple of two dollar bills
3: oh yeah (laughs) you know You joke. I think I really legit did.
1: I know. I think I got a lot of two dollar bills. Yeah. So they gave her fifty grand in cash. Cool. Fifty. So in a video posted to Offset's Instagram story, Culture could be seen holding the entire wad. That's awesome. You can hear Cardi ask her what she's got and culture says, It's a ticket. For those of you yes. For those of you who don't know, a ticket is slang for a million bucks. Oh. So offset quickly corrects her saying, It's a ticket. A ticket is a million girl. That's fifty. Say fifty. And she does.
3: Hmm. <laughs> well, that's pretty great.
1: That is that is something. Man. I know, right? Yeah. Cardi B released a new song yesterday, but we can't play it. Oh no. Yep. Nope.
3: Not at all. Not nope. even a clean
1: version? I don't think there is a clean version. Oh. Well <laughs> I think we're
3: out of luck. Okay. <laughs> So sorry. Uh, Let's see. What else? I'm just kind of going through things here, trying to find something that, uh... well, Elton John is doing original music for the upcoming The Devil Wears Prada, the musical. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, there's a little preview of that. London Fashion
4: Week is cute. And New York is awfully quaint. And Milan likes to believe it still
5: sets trends.
3: This is what he's going to do in retirement. You realize? With fashion yes. week
5: in Paris, darling, nothing can compete.
4: Everyone, who's anyone, attend for me. Anyway, oh wait, was you- that the cowardly lion, or was that Elton John?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it did sound like it did sound like it could have been a little, a little bit yeah.
1: to me that
4: the lyrics are so brilliant because it sums up I've been to enough fashion shows in my life to know that it's the excitement of when you see something new and you see something great and you're there and you can feel the excitement
5: within the crowd and you know that something special is coming it's like going to see a rock concert
3: okay thank yeah. you Elton thank you Elton. I love Elton John I do too Well, this is
1: something. The city of Albuquerque, New Mexico, is honoring its two most famous meth dealers with bronze statues. Wow. I know. Walter White and Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Nice. So the show's creator, Vince Gilligan, had the statues commissioned back in 2019, and he's now going to give them to the city because that's where the show takes place. They will be displayed in the local convention center.
3: I didn't know that show took place in Albuquerque. Albuquerque, babe. Wow.
1: Yep, there'll be a ceremony on the 29th of this month, and Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul will both be there, along with some other special guests.
3: I don't remember Albuquerque being portrayed in a very attractive light on that show, <laughs> but the time that I times that I drove through there on cross country trips, I always thought it was a really kind of cool looking city. Yeah. Where you just sort of like descend into it surrounded by desert, of course. Yeah. I don't know. It's sort of wild. Didn't you go? Or, you know, you went to Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, they issued a statement saying they're glad the statues are going to be inside. So they'll be, quote, protected from pigeons depositing their critiques on our heads. That's funny.
3: (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. Rob Riggle, who I just think is, he's a great character actor. He's one of those guys that, you know, when you see him, you're like, oh, I've seen him in a million things. He was also like... Uh, Phil's arch nemesis, uh, competitor, realtor competitor, in uh, Modern Family. Okay, uh, he's dating a former contestant and professional golfer who appeared on his show. Holy moly! Uh, here's a clip of when she appeared back in 2020.
2: Kasha lies too on the green of Dragon's
3: Breath. <laughs> no! Kasha K with a sensational win here on Dragon's Breath. Ah, look at that. One of the putts of the night. That was a truly amazing putt going over two graves. So the pro from Poland, she is a talent. She is off to the final round. Kasha Kay. Yeah, and she's a knockout. And so Rob is dating her now. And uh, that was when she appeared back in 2020 and made a great shot. Obviously made a big impression on him. Mm. Yeah.
1: Now you remember Uma Aberdeen.
3: Uma. Uh, Anthony oh, Winter's yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a fan. I like her.
1: You like Uma Aberdeen a lot. Yeah, well, big time. She has upgraded.
3: Really? She's
1: got a new boyfriend. Okay. You're not going to believe who Uma Aberdeen is dating. Who? Bradley Cooper
3: oh okay yeah i could totally see that yeah right absolutely
1: <laughs> she's moving on moving on up
3: yeah moving i can see up. why he'd be attracted to her
1: yeah she's very pretty Stunning. very smart obviously she reminds me a lot of george clooney's wife
3: just in a um, mall all things yeah yeah
1: yeah same kind of vibe
3: there well wow, that's pretty cool yeah yeah all right anything else on the uh e-news front nope My house
1: has
4: Summer's here, you don't want to be running that AC nonstop. Keep that cold air inside with new energy-efficient windows from Universal Windows Direct. Hi, it's Tim. Call for a free estimate. 513-755-1800. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home there.
0: Now, here's
5: something. I had a, uh, the show on CBS, and for 30 years, I didn't have to worry about clothing because somebody would always have clothing, and, and I didn't care. I put it on, and it was always a tie. And i tell you something. 30 years, I get pretty good at tying a tie. Uh, I'm not wearing a tie tonight. Did you notice? Yeah. Since I've not been wearing a tie, here's what happens. Every time I try to knot a tie now, I keep braiding my beard. <laughs> you like living in California? The last thing I want to kid about is the drought. How many of you are thirsty right now? <laughs> it's just, it's just it's crazy. And here's the real drought. Uh, it's been three weeks since we've had a Spider-Man movie. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you have to go through security and we're patted down and stuff? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we don't have security. <laughs> 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 so you were just patted down by someone apparently (laughs) no they have to check ids and uh, i apologize to you but they had to check ids and you know why they had to check ids they have to make sure none of you are will smith that's why they're checking ids that's it
3: and travel and leisure put out its annual list of the best u.s cities to visit on vacation and charleston south carolina is number one baby
1: wow
3: yeah i love charleston you ever been
1: no, I have never been. A great food. city.
3: Yeah, phenomenal food. They say it's got the perfect balance of, quote, southern charm, knockout food and drinks, and walkability. It is a great little town. A, little, a lot of history. Very, a very mm. historic city to walk around. Yeah, that's for sure. And again, the food is exceptional. That low country cuisine. Their top ten cities are. So Charleston was number one, followed by New Orleans, also a city of great food. Santa Fe came in at number three, Jen. Look nice. at that uh savannah georgia another one of my favorites i love savannah honolulu huh. yeah yeah. what else is there to do in honolulu besides hit the beach
1: now, have you been to hawaii
3: not yet no. no it's on my list is it on your list it's a someday list okay yeah i mean hawaii i can see but the city of honolulu what's going on there besides the beaches new york chicago Alexandria, Virginia. Don't know a whole lot about Alexandria. Hmm. I uh, got a ticket for accidentally cutting off a cop in Alexandria, Virginia (laughs) many years ago. (laughs) San Antonio, Texas. And Boston, Massachusetts, rounding out the top 10. Also ranked the best international cities. And their top pick is... Oaxaca, Mexico. Oaxaca. It's pronounced Oaxaca. It's spelled O-A-X-A-C-A. And according to the phonetic pronunciation here on this article, it's pronounced Oaxaca. Oaxaca. Yeah. Two more cities in Mexico also made the top 10. So did Florence, Italy, uh, which we loved. Istanbul, Turkey. I would love to visit there. Love to. Yep. Uh, I have a friend who's married to a Turkish gentleman. And Osaka, Japan. Yeah, Sounds Japan's like some fun places too. to
1: go. I was going to say, yeah, I thought that was on your list. Yep. Where are you going next?
3: Uh, I don't know yet. We're going to go somewhere in 2023 internationally. We just haven't really figured out where yet. Maybe, maybe it will be Japan. It's in the top two or three. Yeah, I mean, I'd also like to visit Vietnam someday. Um, you know, China's on my list, yeah. So we'll see. You know, I'd like to go to Norway. Kristen's been many times because uh, her, her dad is a Norwegian immigrant.
1: Now, have you been to Ireland?
3: Nope, I I'd like, like to go. To go. There too, Yeah, yeah. Otto went to Ireland or he went to Dublin. He said. <laughs> He goes, you got to go to Dublin. I said, why? Because I'm Irish. He said, well, that. But he said the food scene is phenomenal there. I said, really? You know, you don't think of Ireland as being. He said, well, Dublin is. <laughs> yeah. What else did I like? I liked the Netherlands. Like I hung out. It's small enough where you can really kind of, you know, cover most of that country in about four hours. But I uh, went to both Amsterdam and Rotterdam, and they have a lot. Of, they have a lot of international. Cuisine style restaurants that are pretty strong there. I'm trying to think, where else do I want to go? I want to go to Denmark someday. Been in the south of France. That was probably the most expensive steak and shake I've ever visited
1: in the south of France.
3: In in Cannes. <laughs> Isn't that wild though. Like that's funny that you went to steak and shake. Well, it's kind of like walking rodeo. It's kind of like Rodeo Drive. The Rodeo Drive Riviera. on, You know, it's like Rodeo Drive on the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. And you got Hermes and, you know, Louis Vuitton and all these high-end fashion names as you're walking down the street. And then a steak and shake. <laughs> but it's the fanciest steak and shake sign storefront you've ever seen. Yeah. But I love it's there. Same with McDonald's. So, anyway, those are some of the best U.S cities to visit in 2022 and some of the best international cities to visit and then finally you've heard of red flags in relationships but what are pink flags and what is the definition of pink flag Mm is this like not as bad as red not quite red Well, it's a term that's been around for a while. Cosmo talked about it in 2017, but it's trending again after Huffington Post just did a write-up. Basically, pink flags are subtle signs someone might not be a good fit for you. And your relationship is ultimately going to be doomed. But not always. You know, sometimes there are things that might seem like deal-breakers, but... It's really something you could work through, if you wanted to. So whether something is a red flag or a pink flag is subjective. So it really comes down to deciding how you want to define it. Like we had a second date update we ran early this morning on it was at five fifteen. It was a, one of the vintage ones that I think um, we did in twenty twenty one, and there was like a huge age difference. In fact, we'll run it again after nine o'clock, but. You know, he met this woman on a plane and they started dating shortly after that until they found out, she found out how old he was. And it turned out he was younger than her son. Right. I want to say, I think she was like 44 and he was 28 or something like that. It was less less of an issue for him mm-hmm. than it was for her. So you could argue that's a pink flag. Yeah, it's, in- it's
1: kind of like the red flags are a hard pass, but then the pink flags are like, it could be an issue. How much effort am I putting, willing to put in to make it so it isn't?
3: Yeah. Is the thing you don't like really a big deal mm-hmm. or is it something you could change <laughs> or get used to? Right. Adjust. So here are some of the examples they give. Changes in behavior, like They're not as affectionate as they used to be. It could be a red flag, but it doesn't always mean they're cheating or disinterested. Mm -hmm. Or here's another one. The other person never has an opinion on things like, where where are we going to order food tonight? I don't care. (laughs) What do you want to eat for dinner? I don't care. So you always have to take charge. Now, is that really something worth breaking up over or could you just talk about it and
1: work well, probably, it? You know, for some people, that's a really big deal because especially if they have a position at work where they spend all day making decisions. And by the time they're done with work, they, they just want to, you know, let somebody else fly the plane for a little bit. Right. You know. Yeah. Ah, can't you please handle something mm-hmm. on your own without me having to. Be in charge all the time. Right. That's how I feel. Yeah. Just make sure whatever decisions you're making are, you know, things I like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. Meet my approval.
3: <laughs> but I'll tell Kristen. She'll say, well, what do you want to eat tonight? You know, honestly, I'm, I'm good with just about anything except Indian food.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not that
3: there's anything wrong with Indian food. I love Indian food. I just... I don't know. For for me, that's a winter food. Okay.
1: So what's a summer food you won't eat in the winter?
3: Um, Hot dogs?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Cheese conies are pretty good. That's very true. I
3: don't know. Like a light summer salad. I'm probably not going <laughs> to go to town on during the wintertime. Yeah. Tend to gravitate more toward the comfort foods. But, yeah, that's my favorite is when they go, so what do you want to eat tonight? I, I honestly don't care. All right, let's get the Asian food. No, not that. <gasps> yes. All right. You want to get Italian? Not really. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to murder you.
1: Yeah, it's worse when the person says, well, what do you want for dinner? Oh, I don't care. I'm easy. And then. <laughs> you find
3: out they're not so it's easy. It's like,
1: okay, you want pizza? Pe- no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. I lived with someone like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mean, easy. <laughs> it got to the point where it was like, "Okay, I'm going to go get a cheeseburger. Do you want something?"
3: <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. And then when you come back with your cheeseburger, can I have a fry? Yeah. <laughs> that makes me crazy. Yep. Or no, I'll just I'll I'll just have some of yours. <laughs> no you will not. <laughs> it's mine. She'll have an order of fries, too. There you go. Yeah. Oh, but I'm not going to eat all that.
4: I'm well, sure Chris... you don't have to. I'm sure Chris thinks that all the time because he'll order a Coke every every once in a while at a restaurant. Uh-huh. And, you know, I don't drink a lot of pop, but there's something about just... I'll have a sip. Uh-huh. I don't ask anymore. I just take the glass and have my sip.
1: Yeah.
3: And I, I'm i sure he's like, oh, get your own Coke. <laughs> all right. Here's another one. This is really interesting mismatched love languages all right we're talking Mm -hmm. about pink flags versus red flags where pink flags are, you know maybe uh
5: you know they they could
3: be a big deal but it really depends on how much of a big deal you're going to make of it and one of them is mismatched love languages like one of you shows your love through physical touch fritch is a hugger and a snuggler Mm -hmm. and she talks about all the time how you know, if you're sleeping in a bed with her, she's gone on the record yeah, with this many times. you're not revealing
1: anything. Right. Yeah. Uh,
3: that she, you can't like hang on your side of the bed. Like she wants to cuddle. Mm-hmm. And she's a hugger. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, you show your love through physical touch like Fritch. And the other does it with acts of service like making coffee every morning.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Or... I don't know, fixing stuff around the house or working on a project that, you know, he's really doing it for you. He built you a she shed.
1: Well, I mean, that's the thing is you have to know your partner's love language. I don't think you have to have the same one, but you have to understand it and then... You know, if they are somebody that it's physical touch and your service, you still you, you just need to make it a point to hug them. Yeah. And when the other person is the, the the service, then you're the hugger. Then you need to thank them for their acts of service because you understand that that's their way of showing you that they love you.
3: I know a woman who is now divorced. Uh, I would say she is a nurturer, mm-hmm. you know, a helper. Smoother over, Uh, caretaker. Yeah, very maternal. Mm -hmm. And her ex-husband, his love language was money.
1: Money. buying her presents. He would buy her gifts. He was.
3: He was pretty like emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of absent. Um, And you know, if they got into a fight or something, uh, he would never say sorry, but he would buy her a car. So he did (laughs) say he was sorry,
1: just with stuff
3: that was his love language yeah Yeah. i'm like so why didn't that work out? yeah
1: what's the problem there
3: (laughs) (laughs) i guess that didn't work for her but for some people that wouldn't be a red flag you know some people could manage work their way through that i suppose and that so that's that's the whole premise around pink Pink flags flags. versus red flags pink flags aren't always deal breakers but you also shouldn't ignore them or they could fester and grow into a real problem if you don't resolve it
1: I know multiple women who have been married for a long time, you know, 10, 15, 20 years or more. And one of their biggest complaints about their husband is that they don't talk about their feelings and their emotions and their thoughts. And when they were younger... It wasn't that big of a deal because, you know, nobody really did. But as they've gotten older and I'm like, you know, has he always been like that? Yeah, he's always been like, did you think that he would change? Yeah, I really thought that at some point in life he would be willing and open to talking about how he's feeling about things. But yeah. he just never does. I mean, they're looking for that deeper connection and just right it's just well, When not you're with there.
4: someone for such a long time, there's got to be room for growth and Mm-hmm. change you can't just stay the same the whole time
1: right you hope yeah and that you grow in the same direction
3: yeah i mean i was a little concerned when kristen and i became a you know official mm-hmm. I was like well how's this gonna go because i love to travel but our travel style is so different because she likes tropical beach vacations and i'm more like you know i want to go to new york i want to go to paris yeah mm-hmm. um, you know i don't know that i want to lay on a beach in fiji you know for maybe a day or two but beyond that i tend to get really bored so how's this going to work and over time you know and i hate to say this because i almost think it leads women to believe that you can change a man but i have found myself way more chill on the vacation front where i'm actually quite happy to be hanging out in a tropical climate on a beach i probably won't be sunbathing all that time and just mm-hmm. laying out by the pool necessarily, but I can make that work. Like we found a way to make that work where you lay on the beach all you want. I might hang with you for a while, but I'm also maybe going to go parasailing or do my own thing, mm-hmm. you know, snorkeling or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. So there are ways That's you can kind of work around it. Uh, it's, hey, look at that. 12 years so far. 12 years and counting. Yeah, because I'm the same a hole I was then. In a lot of ways. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I managed to work through most of it. Craig is looking for a second date update with Allie. Hi, Craig. How are you? I'm good. Morning. So you want to tell us how you met Allie and how the first date went? And we'll go from there.
2: Yeah. The first date uh, was great. Uh, I met Allie on Tinder and it's just, you know, immediately attracted to her pictures and her profile and everything like that. And so I set up a date. We went for beers and um you know got along went back to my place and that's sort of like my thing
3: <laughs> so say again i'm sorry you went and had beers and did you say you did go back to your place
2: yeah we did okay and going back to my place is sort of my thing like i i don't go to the girl's house ever. oh i see
1: you, to you want to come back space. to your
3: place is yeah. that
1: because you get tired after and you just want to go to sleep and stay asleep and not have to travel in the morning?
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: there's plenty of good reasons. That's mm-hmm. a good one for sure. Okay. i got a nice bed. Like, why not take advantage of it?
3: But then what happens if you want to kick... I mean, this, that's a double-edged sword, though, because then what if they don't leave? Oh, yeah. Uh, do you, are you good at kicking them out? I mean, I wouldn't say kicking them out, but... Yeah, I mean, there's usually, like, a hookup,
2: but it doesn't always go you know, to full staying over sex. That's, oh. you know, you can, you can kind of wrap things up if you want to. Okay.
3: Because I was just going to say, the advantage of being at their place is that you can bail any time.
2: Yeah, that hasn't been a problem. And I was excited this time because, like, I, like she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so I was glad that things progressed. And, um, yeah, I mean, hot, like, great smile, blonde hair not too skinny <laughs> and um and the date went well too like we have a lot in common uh, the conversation flowed we both love being outdoors i love hiking and biking and she's into all that stuff and we were even talking about like future dates we could do hawking hills or going to kings island stuff like that hmm. i guess what i'm saying is it wasn't just i mean she's hot, <laughs> but it wasn't just that, um, like we had a lot in common and like the conversation rolled and, uh, the sex was good. The next morning I gave her a kiss. I said, I'd call her. She said, okay. And, um, I just, I haven't heard anything. I have called her. I called her the next day. And then I called her after that and just I haven't heard anything. Okay.
3: So when you realized it didn't look like she was going to call you back, and you thought about it and you were racking your brain. Did you come up with any possible conclusions? No. No, it's making me crazy. I mean, you were that sure. Well,
2: if getting beers didn't go well, she wouldn't have come back. And if that didn't go well, she wouldn't have stayed the night. And, right. I mean, they were talking about bailing. She could have bailed at any time, and she didn't. So yeah. Yeah. it's true. It's making me crazy. Okay. But.
3: hello can we speak to Allie please
0: yeah this is
3: Allie Allie it's Jeff Jen Fritch and Tim at Q102 hi. how are you this morning
0: Jeff and
3: Jen from the radio show how are you
0: yeah no I know exactly who you guys oh, are
3: okay well we got you on speakerphone say hi guys hello.
0: Morning. hi
3: you got a few minutes um yeah what is
0: what is Yeah, definitely.
3: Well, you're kind of legendary around here. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay,
0: Um, what did I do?
3: Well, the word on the street is that you are smoking hot. Well, thank you. Have a great personality, fun to be around, up for doing all kinds of fun stuff, and for whatever the reason, you've decided not to return any of Craig's messages.
0: Oh my God, this is like the second date update, right?
3: It is the mm-hmm. second date update. And Craig reached out to us and he had this wonderful night with you and he thought for sure you guys would be getting together again soon, at the very least. And you haven't responded to any of his texts or messages and he's just yeah, he's got well, nothing.
0: There's a reason why. Trust me.
3: There is a reason why?
0: Oh yeah. I'm guessing he like did not tell you the whole story because otherwise <laughs> I mean, this guy is a real piece of work, let me tell you. Uh,
3: I got to hear this.
0: Yeah. So I was leaving his house the next morning after a night of totally forgettable sex. (laughs) And um, as I'm leaving, he made me take the morning after pill.
1: (sighs) What do you mean he made you take the morning after pill?
0: Okay, not just that. He had a stash of them in his drawer in his kitchen right next to his forks and knives. And he took one out and put it in his hand, and he handed it to me with a glass of orange juice. Like it was Tylenol.
3: What? Well, did he tell you what it was? Did you know at the time what you were taking, or did he try to pass it off like it was a multivitamin or something?
0: No, no, no. He was, like, very upfront about what it was, and I was just in complete shock and, like, did not know what to do. Like, it was so out of left field. Mm. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy, but obviously I had the thought that, like, I sure as sh- don't want to end up pregnant with this a**hole kid, so I took it right then and there.
3: Wow. So you did take it?
0: Yeah, and then I got the hell out of there. I mean, I've never heard of a guy doing such a thing like this. It, crazy, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Wait, so he
0: had a whole stash of them. He was being
3: smart. What did he say? He said he was being smart. Craig, go ahead. You say I'm being crazy, I'm being smart, what are you talking about?
0: I mean, I would guess you could call that smart, but it just really felt like I was like in some sort of like a factory or something. Like it was just so out of left field, and it just felt like inconsiderate. Like this happens to him all the time. Like yeah, like wow. you have a whole yeah. stash.
1: So how many do you keep in the drawer? How often are you bringing women over to spend the night and then giving them pills?
3: I wasn't even aware. This is how little I know about the morning after pill that that was an over the counter medication.
1: I think that's a recent development. Yeah, I would say in
3: the, what the last year or two. Oh, oh right? yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay
1: inconsiderate.
2: I'm the one paying for it. You just said you didn't want to have my kid. There you go. You're welcome. That was pretty considerate.
0: Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What made you... you Okay, why did you
1: decide... It's the first time I've ever heard of a man having a stash of morning after pills in a drawer in his kitchen that he hands out to women as they leave their play. So what... You know, I'm assuming that there was birth control that was used of some sort. Has something happened to you? Or why, how did you come up with the idea to have these pills and and why, what is the inspiration for doing it this yeah. way? Do you use birth, Like, do you use condoms and stuff while you're hooking up?
2: Always use a condom, yeah. Okay. But not to brag, I'm good at getting women pregnant. Even with a condom, it's happened a couple times.
1: Really? Yeah. So you're doing this because you've had enough experience to scare the crap out of you that you don't want it to happen again.
2: Yeah, I don't want it to happen. I don't need to be a dad right now. And, you know, talking about, like, oh, well, how many, like, how much sex are you having and all that stuff, we both met up on Tinder, and we both went back to a bedroom. So are we saints? I don't know. I'm just thinking ahead.
3: What would you have done if she said, uh, no, dude, I'm not taking that?
2: She has a choice. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a bill pitcher, but... You heard it. She said there wasn't, she wanted to take it. So there you go.
0: Dang.
2: You I felt coy about it now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was shocking. Like, I don't know how other girls handle this or if they talk to you after you hand them a pill like this. But it just felt so inconsiderate and calculated. Like, I'm not opposed to the morning after pill, but just the way it was, like, Delivered. it just felt like. I don't know, like seeing that stash there that this was just like something you do all the time. I don't know. It, it's just weird.
4: And correct me if I'm wrong. They're not cheap, right?
0: It's like Thank 50 you.
1: bucks, I think. Something like
4: Propel? that. I, for real? Well, I
1: looked it up online and it says that it, like the plan B one step, you can get it on Walgreens.com for 49 dollars wow. Isn't it
4: even like branded as like emergency
1: Yeah, it does say that on there. It says emergency contraceptive reduces chance of pregnancy after unprotected sep.
2: Well, thank you for pointing out that it's generous that I pay for it.
1: (laughs) That is, especially if you have a whole stash. How often are you bringing women back to your place where you need like a stash? I'm dating. I mean, you're doing your thing. All right.
2: Is that the mm. whole point of this?
1: Have you I'm had say, like, what yeah, is that. what is the general reaction? What reaction do you usually get from women?
2: I mean, I haven't gotten a lot of feedback on it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Most most of them just take the pill, say, "Hey, thanks so much." I yeah, usually never see them again. I was going to say the <laughs> same thing. They probably just <laughs> never talk to you again.
2: Well, now, I mean, this is helpful, but I'm I'm not going to stop doing it.
0: Okay, I well.
1: think
2: it's the tact is maybe what
4: is off putting about this.
0: Definitely, you know, like I mean, I can understand why he would want to use them, but that's usually something you would talk about. Like, hey, how would you feel about doing this? You know, just to be extra careful. Like, it was just out of nowhere. Like, oh, here's your orange juice, and by the way, take this. Yeah. I, I literally did not know what to, to say and just got out of there.
1: Yeah. hmm mm-hmm. I get it. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. All right, and guys. juice
0: isn't cheap either.
1: Oh, old peats
3: dude. Come on. I'm
2: serious, though. Y'all... Everyone coming down on me about this. I
1: mean,
3: I'm like, just know, asking fear, the questions. I'm, I'm just not seeing, I, this, you know, this is all fear, new to me. I'm just asking.
1: Fear does crazy things to people. If he has busted through condoms in the past and gotten other women pregnant, I'm assuming you terminated those pregnancies because you said you don't need to be a father now. So I'm assuming you aren't already a father. I would guess that that would freak you out a bit. And if this is the best solution that you've been able to come up with, okay. Maybe it's in the presentation that is an issue. Maybe before you sleep with women, you could say, hey, listen, I have superpower sperm. I just want you to know that even if we use a condom, there's a good shot I could knock you up here. But don't worry. I have morning after pills in the house, and I would like for you to take one
3: before you leave. If you're okay with that, we can proceed.
1: If you're not, maybe you should head on home.
3: Boy, I really want to have sex with you right, right now.
1: <laughs> but if we're gonna yeah, be, you know, what after that, rest- that
3: conversation,
1: <laughs> well, you know what? She probably regrets having sex with him after the next morning. That's that why she didn't call him back.
3: Right? That is a conversation that I'm sure probably should have taken place, and I would encourage communication, yes. like responsible communication, like that. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just not very romantic.
1: No,
0: it's,
3: it's no. I get it. Okay, it's, yeah, that not, little speech it's
0: also is like more birth not very than romantic. The birth like control. the next morning, like things were going <laughs> <Yeah>. great, <laughs> it's so and true. that just killed it. Mm-hmm. And you know, are you there know,
1: like the, with medication? I freak out about medications. Like, are there side effects?
0: There are side effects. It totally like messes with your cycle. And oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, okay, if this was just a hookup and that happened. Fine. But, like, if you're really interested in me and you wanted a relationship with me, that was not the way to end it. Like, to just all of a sudden, oh, here's your orange juice in the morning after pill. Like, yeah, if it's just a hookup, fine. But if you're trying to find a relationship, I highly suggest, Craig, that you don't do that again. Mm. And maybe, like, work it in a little smoother, not just handing it over and, and letting the girl see your stash. It just feels gross.
4: Other than that moment. <laughs> 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 were you feeling like, hey, I could, I could see him again, see where this goes?
0: Absolutely. But that was a moment that, like, can't be taken back. Like, even my girlfriends who I told after the date, they were like, wow, you dodged a bullet. Yeah.
3: All right. Yeah. We'll leave it at that.
1: Yeah, let us know when you meet the woman of your dreams <laughs> and how it all went down. Genuinely, oh, I'm not being a That's smartass. I'm, it's, it's, this is fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, I'd love to hear that,
3: too. Craig, thank you for coming on Second Date Update, even though you probably regretted it. <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I have more regrets than she does about our date. But
2: <laughs> listen, it's been working for me. What can I say? All
3: right. Okay. And Allie, thank you for taking the call. We appreciate the conversation. We learned something new today.
0: Yeah, thank you, you guys. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.